The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. Hey there, Erin and Anna. Hey. Are you ready for another episode? So ready. So ready. So grateful to be here. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when the singing started with all either. of us, but it is. You know what? I have to say, this is a thing in my family. Really? Maybe that's also like I singing? feel like you are my family. Aww. So I sing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Little warm love. heart, warm heart. Yes. Thank you, Amy. You all just sing to each other? What's it? No, it's Tell kind me. of like, <laughs> Tell me more. I don't know, just random times people will just start singing. Sometimes it's also when we're uncomfortable. But that's not the case for me. (laughs) (laughs) So we just got to have an interview with Tiffany Jenkins. I love her. I know of jugglingthejenkins.com and author of the book High Achiever. Which is so good. Yeah. So Erin has said do the audio version. Absolutely do the audio version because she does all the voices uh, and it is hilarious. Yes. Also her videos on Facebook. Hilarious. So good. Hilarious. So I would highly encourage to watch them because you'll get a good, it's kind of like a, oh, this is, (laughs) this is how my brain works when you're watching it and it feels like, funny because it's so true it's so yeah. good when i watch them like especially the anxiety ones i'm like wow, because she so just let's just do a little it. bit of a, a a quick snippet so she i thought you were gonna make us parts. i thought you were gonna make us role play and <laughs> oh, i was gosh, like i'm no. not doing that no 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 <laughs> but she does she acts so she dresses up as herself maybe not dressed up but she is she's, she's herself. herself and then the camera will show what anxiety, like personality mm-hmm. of anxiety, in a for costume? example, in a costume. Yeah. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. But both are her. And so it's like she herself is having a conversation with anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it is really funny. And she has a whole bunch of them. Oh, so, so funny. Mm-hmm. You've probably already seen them. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But. I mean, she's got like millions of followers. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. I tell people about that and then they then they were like, oh, what? And then you start talking about the videos and they're like, oh, I've seen that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So we were able to really get a few great nuggets that we're going to take into our conversation today. But before we do that, we had asked Tiffany, her question at the end was, what feature would you add to the human body? So, yeah. Anna, <laughs> starting so there with are, you. There are a few. I, I don't know what I would ultimately pick, but I, okay, these are my top three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is good. Okay. Somehow have a coffee maker feature. Oh, okay. Okay. Somehow, or like be able to sleep instantly. Ooh. And, Narcolepsy? <laughs> no, like on on my demand, okay. on my choice. Okay. Like you, my, you could, I like, choose. I just, you would yeah, have a, a switch. switch. Maybe only that I could flip on or okay. off, not yeah. other people. Like, You'd have it boom. password. You'd have it like <laughs> fingerprinted. Protected. Yeah. 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 Password or, or, or I just think, sleep now. Yes. Or the ability to be able to instantly recharge and eliminate sleep altogether. Oh, that's a high achiever dream. I'm like, yeah. that's excellent. Anna. That is good. Y'all are like, yes. yes. I need that. Yeah, yes. then, okay, so then I would not need a coffee maker feature. That's true. Yeah. Only or for, your, only or your for the taste. Right. Or yeah. the switch. So yeah. I think the ability to be able to recharge, like what? Do like a 30 minute power recharge? Just put myself yeah. on a charger. Mm-hmm. Do whatever. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, I no have this, sleep. I have this vision of you on a charger with like your butt plugged into something. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh shit, that's not what I meant. Oh, not yeah? What I meant. oh yeah, is that a visual? <laughs> no, <laughs> like bo- sitting on the charger. Oh my god, that went my so, so quickly. My butt plugged into something. Ew. Ew. Oh, I think more. I, I think about. more of like your hand. You like have a hand 
you put your finger like on something when and you then get it a just manicure? goes uh, like the manicure in the when they oh, dry yeah. your fingers yeah, yeah for the gel yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah that'd be cool or yeah. like some sort of pod that you sit in yeah or something oh. that's like an ultimate recharge no no there's this that's american the girl doll named oh, julie and julie <laughs> has she's from the 1970s Holy shit. and she has a pod chair like that julie actually can sit in and that's what it makes me think of oh. you could just sit in the pod chair or like, like the Julie's. things like they have at the airports like the sleep pods you know, yes. for like quick naps. Mm. Yeah, but so basically, so you feel totally recharged, like you got 12 hours of or sleep. Or you just get one of those float mechanisms. Float mechanisms? Yeah. Float like tanks? The, float tank. I okay. love that. Like I you would recharge in a float tank. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great too. Whew. Okay. All right. Okay, we so rabbit hole. In. Yeah, That's rabbit hole. Aaron, what you about you? I love the rabbit hole. Yes, yes, we do. I'm like, let's we hop do. in there. Nope. Nope. We're <laughs> not. We're, Alice, we are hopping back. out. <laughs> yes. Aaron. Okay. I think that I would have a bubble around my energy field. It would mm. just be there. So that stuff couldn't like negative because I'm real sensitive in my world. And if negative energy or other people's stuff, even if it's my own, that that doesn't get out and mine mm. stuff doesn't come into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only positive, maybe a filter mm-hmm. of positivity or love coming at me. Mm-hmm. But when I get like the lady at Target being pissed, I don't need that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have. So uh, mine is similar to that. Oh. It was, we, we did not talk about these before. No, we did yeah. not. No. Mine would be a toxicity meter. So oh. like, so say someone we like we like. So say someone who is bleh, super toxic, yuck. Then and they would come up to me. It would be I would have a meter, like you know, red, yellow, green, whatever that might be. Mm. But I would know like level of toxicity. I think you probably already have that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, thank you. I think you probably already had that in your gut. Oh, Just yeah. tuning into it. Yeah, but it would sure, I think, okay, so maybe this goes into, like, validation, because it would be nice if, Mm. maybe that's just about, like, reassurance. I got to work on trusting my intuition. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. here I am reinventing, and that's. It's already there. Yeah. Done. Anyway, well, fun question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Glad you liked it. Yeah, good work. All right, so high level, the conversation topics that we got out of, oh, forgot (laughs) <laughs> Guess what, everybody? We have a listener <laughs> review. Hey. And you'll never believe this. You will never, believe this, you'll it. never believe it. It's five stars. Yeah, can I, you believe it? I can't. I can't. Thank you, VBell999. This one says, just what I needed. This is perfectly timed for me. I have felt as if I'm missing connections, and this podcast is giving me the courage to seek it out. I'm excited to listen to more. Ooh, thank hey, you. Yes. Thank Keep you. Those ratings and reviews come in. We appreciate it so much. Yeah, but more than anything, keep having the courage yes. to seek out connections. Yes, yes. That's, that's that's way better so than what I awesome. said. Yeah. That, that was way so awesome. That so was way more around. That was way more altruistic. Is that way? I have word? no idea. I don't okay. know. So a few of like the big topics that we were able to get from Tiffany's conversation. I'm just going to do a quick kind of outline. We thought about validation. Mm-hmm. We thought about small talk. Small talk. We thought about how addiction doesn't discriminate. We thought about duality and the power of and. Trolls. Are we? Are Trolls. we? Well, are we truly, before that, like, yeah. also, are we truly authentic in every way? And we want to hear Anna's stories about trolls. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's where we're headed They're today. My yep. favorite. Yeah. 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 You want to get out of debt. I can help you get out of debt so fast. So get yourself hooked up with the Debt-Free Roadmap, and it will walk you through all the steps. I want to help you get to where you want to be. DebtFreeRoadmap.com. So let's, what do you want to start with? Small talk or? uh, Sure. Yeah. Small talk. Let's do it. So what do you, small talk is something that some of us come across more often How do you define small talk, Mm. Amy? When I think of small talk, I think of surface. I okay. think of, hey, how are you? What's what's the weather like? Oh, how are your kids? And like not really going on about how your kids are doing, but just like real surface. I think of it's like the fine. It's it's to a me. fine. It's like fine. 
it's like fine. it's like mm-hmm. the testing waters mm. for me. Like like butt sniffing that dogs do. <laughs> that's yeah. disgusting. Well, that's I, yeah, totally. That's maybe maybe yeah. I'm not saying like I don't want to sniff anybody. I don't want to sniff them. Yeah. But that's what dogs do, and then they figure it out and they bark at each other, and then yeah. they're done, or they play with each or other, or they play. Yeah, yeah I guess so. That's yeah, dog. Yeah, so like less disgusting, more of a metaphor for exactly what we're talking about. Okay, good point. Yes, Aaron, you are so right. Thank you. Say that again. Yes, you are you. so okay. right. But I would say that it, it it's like a testing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who, what is this person about? Like, what feeling kind of out. yeah, feeling about what kind of energy do I get from them? Hmm. Right. What about you? What is it to you? It just feels like dread. Mm. Dread. Yeah. I think it's some fine sometimes, but I just I don't know if it's how do you first meet someone then? I observe a little bit. And I think when I was younger, I don't know how it is now. I'm still not awesome with that. But when I was younger, people would be like, oh, you're so quiet. Mm. When I they would first meet me, because I'd sit back and observe. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, uh, what? I remember I saw some kid in, I took a speech class in college. Mm-hmm. And I was so awkward and so nervous and it was terrible. And then I saw him out and I was, of course, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Oh, what the hell? Like, yeah. how wh- how is this the same person? Mm. And I was like, well, some tequila will do that. But yeah. <laughs> um, but the it was super interesting. Like, it's, yeah, small talk is just not my favorite thing. Yeah. And so how would I define it? It's fine. I think that it's necessary in a lot of ways. But I think sometimes I don't know how to transition into, like, a medium server, like, I think it feels energetically. I think I can feel the energetics in the conversation and I think there's always some awkwardness and some nerves when you're first mm-hmm. talking to people because yeah. you're feeling people out. And I think I pick up on that and then I my system rolls with it and then I get like lost. Because mm. I, I really appreciate having like in-depth conversations with people. And so sometimes for me, with what I do for work, it's like there's small talk and then there's like diving deeply into people's stuff. And it's like, I don't, upon meeting someone, I don't need to deeply dive into your stuff. However, like I also want to talk about, unless it's Penn State football, I want <laughs> to talk about other things. But maybe some people think that trail running is surface level, but I definitely do not. Mm. So I don't know. I just feel, maybe it's because I feel awkward. So I, I don't know. And where are you on introvert, extrovert, or somewhere in between? I think that I used to be super extroverted, but as I get older and healthier, I think that I'm more towards the middle. But then I think about that is my, I process externally, so that's definitely an extroverted thing, but I... Where do you get your energy from? But then I, like, there's no way that I could trail run for hours by myself, and I feel better, and I need that time without having some introverted mm, parts of myself, mm-hmm. but I'm not way on the extreme end because... Yes, right. Like if my brother-in-law would hear me, he'd be like, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's very introverted. Yeah. Mm. And so I just think, I think I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. But I definitely don't like, but I like, as I get older too, I do not like groups of people. I like three or like have a conversation with one-on-one. I get a lot of energy from that. Mm-hmm. But like, having to go to a party or like a holiday event, oh boy. Yeah. It's not all terrible, but it just, even if I really love the people, if there's a lot of people, I think, yeah. I think it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Anna? Well, gosh, I knew you were going to ask me mm-hmm. next, and I was trying to find something good to say. And So you weren't listening to me? About small talk? I was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I was also like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? So I think for me, it's the anxiety about mm-hmm. the group. You know, so I'm a, definitely an introvert, a sociable introvert, I would say. <sighs> It's interesting. So I really think of myself as really liking conferences. But the last conference I went to, I was so awkward. Mm, And I think I don't enjoy small talk when I'm feeling insecure about myself or like the situation or I don't know where I stand with people. Like I definitely like sitting back and kind of like, okay, I'm going to figure out where my place is in this situation and then go from there. And I feel like at this conference, I just did not bring the energy I normally do to conferences. And because of that, I didn't show up like myself and I just Mm -hmm. felt really awkward. And then that led to me then being awkward around people. Mm -hmm. And what do you like about conferences with being if you're so if you're in a good space, what do you like about conferences? I love the intensity. 
I love like, yes, we're all here for one thing and we're going to learn all the things. Okay. And then you go and can implement the pieces at work. Uh, but those are the, the energy of it. Yeah. I love just coming together yeah. and like learning in the like focused that's the what I focused. like about going when they have those mile high TED talks. Going to that, I love that. Yeah. I guess they call it the TED conference. It's like it's. I love the energy of that because it's yeah. like you can feel this like and all buzz. the ideas yes. and like like mm-hmm. a good conference. I feel like so inspired and just yeah. like yes, mm-hmm. let's do this. Oh, I've got all these ideas now, and there's just such a good energy. But this last conference, I just felt so out of place, and mm-hmm. I think it was the first time I had met these people or and been in this group, and it like I just felt. Freaking so awkward. Mm. It's hard to recover from that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and probably even harder to recover that when you're coming from conferences where you had tiaras on. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Amy. This is true. Oh so, uh, and I told Amy and Aaron about this, like those conferences, uh, you know. So, well, say what they were first. So it was for my direct sales company, which I, you know, we my, she dominated that. It, my That's team why she did had amazing, crown. as in like the top one percent of, and like for as much shit as direct sales get, it really had quite a great purpose. Like it, you know, direct sales get it gets so much shit, and understandably so because a lot of people have had bad experiences. But my experience with this company, and I'm still with the company, I just don't sell actively. But it, like the sisterhood, like I remember going to a freaking conference at Disney World. Like, talk about a great place to the, have a that's conference. Where, where that's where you wore incredible. The, bl- the sadness costume, yeah. right? Which and was like, fantastic. So great. And like, it was, it was so like good. all these late 30s women. I was in this group and we were running through Disney World and we got yelled at for running. And I felt so like, and there were no kids, none of our kids were there because it was a work conference. Yeah. And we were just like, I felt so free and like, we were just laughing and we were so ridiculous. It was just so fun. And so like when people dog on direct sales, I'm like, oh man, like yeah. you don't know, like it's so good. It's yeah. so fun. And yeah. so, I mean, yeah, I'm coming from a conference where we wore tiaras and I had the a pictures posse. The and, I had, and I had like yeah. a Disney posse. World with but, tiaras yeah. on. I mean, so like, and like they and know sashes. what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's just so much like of that validation and like, I knew where I stood and motivation. like, yeah. So yeah. That's where I was coming from. I'm like, what? They don't have a DJ? I right. don't wear my crown. I don't have a posse. No one's like wanting I'm not to hang out with me. Here. <laughs> yeah. So that makes it way less fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But still, I mean, I think that it, those are interesting points, you know, like you knew like your place. Yeah. With the other conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So I, can I say one more thing mm-hmm. about small talk? Mm-hmm. Is I think that when I like small talk, when I feel an instant click with someone yeah i really i get really stoked about meeting someone but i think sometimes that's doesn't always happen yeah and then it's like chunkier yeah it's like trying to navigate and then then i get awkward in myself yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but Mm -hmm. when i meet someone that i really click with it's just great yeah it's so good Mm -hmm. the best i'm trying to think about when we first started doing our coffee were we all awkward together like what did we even talk about do you remember i don't remember I think I think there was the instant connection with with us. I do. I, I don't think I don't remember, frankly, any awkwardness between no. any of us. Yeah. And so to me, I think you guys were surprised it showed up. Yeah, well, we, yeah were. we were. Yeah, we were. Right. Yes. But they like, loved and accepted me. Yes. Uh-huh. And we're yes. like, oh, hi. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. actually showed up. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Oh, yeah. you showed up again? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, hi, I'm again. Coming, I'm coming every Six week. 6 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I am a fan of small talk. So, What do you like about it? Because it's testing ground and because... You like sniffing those dog booties. Oh, well. <laughs> I do kidding. think... I mean, I really do think that when I am in a really good, like my best self place... I think that I can learn from everybody. Like mm-hmm. every, I think humans in general are really freaking interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that small talk can go deeper or whatever. Like small talk doesn't have to stay at small talk mm-hmm. for very long. I don't think so. I think you can you can kind of drill in, you know, with not like like therapy drill in. No, but yeah, like, I don't want that. Oh, well, what do you do? Or like, what do you right. what are you into? Or what are your kids mm. into? Or, like, I just think there's people are doing interesting stuff in general. Yes. I and agree I, with and that. so I think that I like hearing about it. 
I, I think like, I'm just not very good at it. That's what yeah. the problem is. I like hearing it. I, I I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think you are. I don't think that change your attitude, Aaron. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that. And I don't mean to say it like that. Right. I mean to say it more like I know that going through some big changes this year, I have this opportunity to like reinvent myself. And I feel like for a while, I was not really reaching out and connecting with people Mm -hmm. and withdrawing more. But during my reinvention, you know, (laughs) I know how much energy I get from friends, from hanging out and from meeting people. And I'm really trying to embrace that. And I feel like for me, I know I'm an extrovert. I do like some time by myself for sure, but I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And so I know I get energy from people. And I don't think it's like a being good at thing. I mm. think it's just like... Where you get your energy. It's where I get my energy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I I can relate to what you said about you not being good at it and not liking it. Because just in general, I don't like to do things I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so... Yeah, I guess the other thing is small talk, I think, in and of itself gets kind of a bad rap. Yeah. Where, like, maybe, maybe it's... It needs a rebranding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Because it's also, like... like highlights in their hair. Like, I don't want to sit there and be <laughs> like, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, good. How are you? I'm fine, too. Mm. Okay, well, how many kids do you have? I have two. How many do you have? <laughs> oh, I have two. No, that's, like, lame. Right. Like, there is a difference between, you know, meeting someone and having a quality conversation... That could be your first conversation with someone versus meeting someone for the first time and like you're stuck on superficial, mm-hmm. like no one is talking about anything real. I think so maybe sometimes I feel stuck then yeah. like you, the conversation might be good for whatever, but then you don't know the person yeah. and can't be like, all right, we're, I'm done talking, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so, well, that's kind of would be awkward mm-hmm. anyway. I can do that with you all. But, and so that's why I feel like, I feel that mm-hmm. of like, Okay, well, when we're done talking, then mm-hmm. what? How do we? I got to the bathroom. Yeah, I, like it's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in the interview, well, in the book, when I well, I was asking Tiffany in the interview because she had talked about several different situations where when she talked about people that were either like her helpers or people that were like her guides to things that they would say we're so proud of you, and mm. so I was wondering what the significance of that was, and she was saying that I needed to hear that so badly at those times because I didn't necessarily believe that for myself. Mm -hmm. So I was curious if you have had, it doesn't necessarily need to be proud, but are there, had there been instances that have happened where someone validated you in a way that you needed to hear when things were like going through rough times or when you felt messy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and I feel like sometimes I need that even when things are going good, Mm -hmm. honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's really where therapy has helped me so Mm -hmm. much of like, there's the meme of all the like, tangled balls yeah you know and then the therapist there's like a straight line to it it's so good because it's like making the therapist helps me make sense of it Mm -hmm. the stuff that's in my head and to me that's a form of validation it's like telling me the stuff i know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't have like an anecdote of heart well i had so i'll tell you one i'm pulling it i'm pulling (laughs) it you're like can you please ask me the question yes (laughs) okay go ahead ask me okay aaron what's your experience with that um well so this summer i (laughs) was thank you when we were super in recording season one Mm. and we were i was super in the bit like things were going at all levels which is generally how my life rolls and firing uh, on all cylinders. cylinders. That's what I was mm-hmm. looking for. And I couldn't find it. And then I got a card with a hug. It was a bear and a hug Uh-oh. that my sister Colleen sent me from, I don't think it was a birthday. I think it was just like a, we're out of town. Hey, I hope you're doing well, but said something in there about, we haven't actually talked about this, so she might hear this for the first time on here, mm. is that I know how hard you're working. I don't know if she said proud, but good job or something. Oh. And I just needed to hear like, thank you for yes. seeing that I'm working so hard because yes. it's I feel like, what am I doing? And yeah. so just someone recognizing outside myself. And we hadn't we had talked about that, but that she could pick up on that. Mm. I just needed to hear that at that right time. Mm. And it was a card literally that had like arms and legs that came in oh. for a hug. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a bear hug. Yeah. And yeah, premium, premium card. Hug. Yes. Yeah. And I'm a yes. hug person for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. 
That's what about you, Amy? I think so. I mean, yes, I have had definitely times where validation helps, especially when like there might be a conflict or two sides of a story. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, like I know what my side is, but I don't know necessarily what like someone else's side is. And then if there's a platform where both sides can kind of be heard. And I think just the validation of like, okay, you know, what you're saying is valid. I hear you. And I can see where you're coming from, I think has has definitely been helpful in my life, whether that's whatever that might be. So therapy, court, (laughs) right? You know, who knows what, but at least it's like, oh, God, you know, because sometimes I can just go down a lot of rabbit holes in my Mm -hmm. own head. And really, you know, I think, too, just trusting myself. Like, I don't always trust myself for a a bunch of reasons, but validation helps me kind of get through some of those things. And then I would have to say, too, in sales, like that is like the king of, I think, or the queen of validation, where it's Mm. like, you know, there are that whole system. I mean, it's kind of like the tiara, but it's like, you know where you stand, Mm -hmm. you get praise when you're doing well, you get recognition, you get awards, you get da-da-da-da-da, and it's like, oh, does that feel good, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But I think, too, it's like, what are your languages of love, or, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. then comes into play, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think... Especially getting validation from people you really trust or right. who you who I really respect. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, can you just check me on this or yeah. can you yeah. just am I coming at this OK mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's very helpful, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. So, yeah, I think that being proud or, you know, I think the other thing that's interesting to think about with with the feelings of proud is like ego versus mm-hmm. authenticity. And it's kind of the same with addiction in a way mm-hmm. where it's like addiction can, I think Tiffany actually said addiction does not discriminate. Mm-hmm. I think she did say yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's so much out there today with addiction mm-hmm. and it does not matter who you are, where you come from, what you look mm-hmm. like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like it can happen to anyone. And there's all sorts of different ways, I think, that it shows up. And so Glennon Doyle talks about, like, what are the things that people just want to put something between themselves and their pain? And so whatever that looks like, because being in the world and being a human being, when you have nothing to put yourself between yourself and your pain it's like full contact sport being a human being Mm because it's like it's full on right and so the things that so it could be the internet it could be shopping it could be booze it could be weed cocaine working sex sugar whatever the thing is and generally at some point we're all putting something between ourselves and our pain Mm -hmm. and it's very much on a spectrum i i believe Mm -hmm. and so and where are we with these different whatever world is happening and so i think that it's important that she gave a great first hand view of like what is happening in the mind of an addict and so i think that it that book is just worth listening to because it certainly brings a level of compassion and empathy that I think we can all need because there's so much of a stigma around addiction and all of us have some, some, something to put ourselves between the pain. Yeah. And I think that the whole idea of like addiction or like overuse of something, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's always seen in such a negative light, but that those things are there to protect you in a way like it, mm-hmm. it's serving a purpose it's mm-hmm. like keeping you mm-hmm. safe in a way it's it's a self preservation tactic right, right. and no like one, there's a reason for yeah. it it's not just overindulgence for overindulgence sake. but like in the long term it doesn't protect right. yes right yeah yes. like it ultimately doesn't work long term but it is working short term like sure. that's why people go to definitely. it definitely you know yeah. and no and and the thing to remember with that is like no one goes into it being like oh, i really want to be addicted to pills totally <laughs> no one goes into that like right. that like hey i hope that i'm a junkie on the street trying to absolutely sell not. shit to this right. happen like no, no one does that. Right. And so to just remember that, that when we're, when people could be, have stigma around it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So one of my favorite people to talk, that talks about addiction, I think in one of the most compassionate and informed ways is Gabor Mate. So Love he, it. he's great. Yes. And so some of his ideas are that, so there's a short video 
I think it's less than four minutes and we'll put them in the show notes. But he talks about that all substances of abuse, so the things we just talked about, and whether they're opiates or cocaine or anything else, they are actually painkillers. So some of them specifically are painkillers, as in the pills, but physical pain and emotional pain, the suffering that is experienced, that all that suffering is experienced in the same part of the brain. Mm. So when people suffer emotional rejection, the same part of the brain will light up as if you were stuck them with a knife, which is so so interesting. Yes. So interesting. And then we're just trying to numb the pain. We, I went to the Mile High TED Talks because I love them. And there was a kid who was in the Columbine shooting. Well, he's not a kid now, but he was a kid. And so he... I think he was shot and they gave him, he didn't need opioids, but this is when they were handing that shit out like candy and they gave him opioids. And so he realized that like, sure, it numbed the pain, but then he stopped having the pain. But what it really did was numb his emotional pain. And so this whole entire TED talk is like how easily you can become addicted to opioids. But it was fascinating. So... Well, and I think too, like bringing compassion to the topic of addiction, Mm -hmm. if you think about a stab from a knife, that physical pain being in the same part of the brain as any kind of emotional suffering from emotional rejection. Right. Like, hmm. why Why wouldn't we be compassionate? Right. You know, or, I mean, shoot, you're st- you're stabbed in the knife. Everybody's going to feel quite right. sorry for yeah. you. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and so in the in the vi- in the short video, so he talked about how Eckhart Tolle says addiction begins with pain and ends with pain, and so and so he talks about so all addictions are an attempt to soothe the pain, and so the first question, this is so good, that he asks his patients when they come in to get help is that is not why the addiction, but why the pain, and so. What you find, and so he's saying, what you find is emotional loss and trauma. And so they're all attempts to get away from the stress. And then he says, in terms of the healing, is that only when compassion is presented to people, well, compassion is present, will people love themselves enough to see the truth. Mm. And so addicted people need compassionate presence, which will permit them to experience their pain without having to run from it. Because essentially that's all that, that is happening. So it's a matter of, at some point, finding a way for people to be with their pain so they can actually find out what it's all about Mm. and then heal whatever the thing is. And so I think that he has a great perspective on things. And so if you want to know more about Gabor Mate, you can just Google and he's on everything. But but we'll post this particular video on the show notes. Do you have thoughts about that? I do. So my thought is that our podcast is all about connection, Mm -hmm. right? And these topics, whether it's like, how do you connect during small talk? Mm -hmm. Or how do you connect to addiction or someone who has an addiction? Or how, and I think about if people are able to be real, if someone is struggling with addiction, and I mean, I'm not saying like some Joe Schmo on the street should ask like, what's your pain? But if someone is able to work through that, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know what? It's not about the addiction. It is about this underlying pain mm-hmm. or it's un- about this underlying situation that caused so much Often pain. People talk about the addiction as just the symptom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 And and I think like even in a situation where there's small talk and if someone who has is showing up and there's someone who has worked through some of that pain elsewhere mm-hmm. or I just think there's a level of authenticity mm-hmm. that people can get to that then no matter how or in what situation you're trying to connect, like if you're able to have the courage to like step into the pain or even just look at it mm-hmm. or to even look at maybe some habits that I may have or I mean, I don't, or you may have, whoever may have. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at the where that's coming from or what you're trying to kind of numb out Mm -hmm. but you can't do that unless you have like a compassionate place to land with it yes so are you talking about doing this in a small talk situation no oh okay i'm just saying how different a person would show up in a small talk situation oh i see so in the Maria Seal interview, when she was talking about that she connects with the little parts of mm-hmm. the people that she yeah. meets, and I'm like, oh, well, if I would do that, or maybe yeah. then I would have a different experience, yeah. and maybe people would have a different experience with me. Yeah. 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 So maybe that was a little, like, tangential, but 
My point it's is about time you had one of those. <laughs> is that yeah, it's a it's like it's all ultimately about how we are connecting with other people or with ourselves. So you're saying we have to first be in tune and work through the stuff we're dealing with before we can do that with others. Absolutely. I think so. I'm not want to speak for you, but I think absolutely on that. Yeah. And so, so one of the things that came up, but I also think that sometimes, so I've done a lot of work and like at that conference, I wasn't able to do that. Mm -hmm. But didn't you also say though, that sometimes when you're like coming from an insecure place or you're coming from, and like, maybe it, maybe it would help me or all of us or whatever, if like, before we go into those situations, do we do a check on like, oh, what is, where am I at today? Or what, is there any kind of... Yeah, I'm I'm really know. kind of at a loss for it because I know I was acting that way because of feeling insecure. And like I was asking myself, what's going on? Yeah. And I actually tried to just have kindness and grace with myself mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm just going to be fucking bad at this right now. And yeah. I'm not going to be very charming and these people might not like me, and that's okay. I'm just going to be me right now and suck at connecting. But I yeah. also think that if you don't, <laughs> if small talk's not your favorite thing or you're not awesome at it, it doesn't mean that you haven't done work. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Like, so. Right. No, uh, that's that's good because like I, I, I don't like, mean to be saying that well, either. Because I, I feel like that? I've done a ton Maybe. of like work, yeah. uh, like whatever, and it's still like not easy for me. Right. No, yeah, I did I, not. I just want to say, understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You're saying I don't want to misunderstand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. But I think too like the fact that you got you two have done work and you're like you're fine with sucking at connecting at the conference or you're fine with sucking at not doing small talk. I think I can sit there with my awkwardness yes. more now yeah. where I'm like, "Oh, well, that yeah. didn't go over very yeah. well." Yeah. Like yeah. I literally was like, "I'm going to suck at connecting at this conference and I'm going to excuse myself and go to the bathroom to get the hell out of this small talk situation yeah. and I'm going to go back to the Airbnb and be by myself." I'm going to feel good about and it. And I'm going to have the joy of missing out. And you yeah. didn't turn, you did not, <laughs> Jomo, you Jomo, did not turn, which I did not make up, to anything to numb that. Uh, I did find myself on Instagram stories a lot. Doing, I did a lot God, of recording. I, that is, I do, I go on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I was doing a lot of little stories about how awesome it was to not have any responsibilities. And like just sitting in that space and being like, you know what, this is just where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's a product of doing the work and yeah. saying, you know, fuck it. I'm, Acceptance of just at. where you are. Yeah. 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 I think that's, yeah. It's okay to suck at stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like we have made very clear. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> let me it. tell we you. We definitely yeah. do suck we at stuff sometimes. We all suck at it. So this, another thing that came up in the interview was that are we truly authentic in every way? And I can't quite remember where the... I know that we talked about that because mm-hmm. we wrote it down. But mm-hmm. so then I just have some notes about it. And you know who we like to bring up? Miss Bernay Brown. Yes. We love her. Yes. Right? And so yes. if you ever want to come, come on, on the show. Yeah. yeah. Come on the show. I might I might lose my shit. It would be amazing. It would be. Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the greatest barrier to belonging is fitting in. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. I don't need it. To read the, that part. Oh, I, I got it. Yeah, here. Okay, this is this is what Brene Brown said. Actually, I'm just going to read this Yeah, because it's a quote, I believe. But Brown said that when we, quote, fit in as opposed to, quote, belong, we acclimate to the situation instead of standing for our authentic self. Yeah. So let's talk about that what a little bit. What does that mean to you, too? Do you have an answer? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> I actually, that was a genuine question. Yeah, okay. 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 Well, not a segue to answer for myself. <laughs> well, I think that it's just interesting. I think that, I think though the next part of that, because she talked about this on the Netflix special, I think we can talk more if we include on this, elaborate. So true belonging is a spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. True belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. So she's really differentiating, you know, fitting in is when you're then changing to the situation yes. and you're like kind of being the chameleon. Kind and these of, people, right? yes, yes. And then belonging is 
when you are feeling your authentic self mm-hmm. and you are who you are no matter where you are. I just think like uh, I think that like so if I went into a meeting where it was a bunch of supermodels if i tried to fit in i would and inevitably feel like shit yeah because i'm not i know it's hard to believe (laughs) but i'm not a supermodel although i did just get highlights in my hair so maybe they look look, amazing so maybe they do look beautiful um (laughs) thank you tracy yeah and so but then if i come into that situation where i belong to myself first and then Mm -hmm. i come into the situation then i might have be so pro at mm-hmm. small talk, that way I would have a lot to get along with with these supermodels, even though we on the surface do not have much in common. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important in any situation because I think leaving ourselves or betraying ourselves is perhaps the most feels for me one of the most I get disgusted with myself if that happens. Mm-hmm. And so when I am trying to fit in, which is very much less now, that always happens. And if I feel and I think that she talks about in other stuff like that, that's a precursor to shame. Right. Yes. And that. But if I'm just like belonging, like I feel OK. Yeah. Then I feel OK in my awkwardness. I feel OK of Jomo. The, you know, that's a great friend. I'm going to use that. <laughs> and so that's how I take out of it. I don't know where you all are. You know, I can't help but think about how Tiffany said in her interview that the more authentic she was and the more she tapped into who she truly is, that's when she was able to, like, reach the most people. And that's that's what it was. Yes. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, thank uh-huh. you. And I mean, I have found that too, like sharing, like the introduction of my book, The Spender's Guide to Debt Free Living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Good plug, good yes. plug. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. But like people have commented more on that section where I am telling my story from like yeah. this super personal experience about the pain of what it was like to have this like overwhelming debt and having no hope like that's what people have connected with the most yeah and so it's like when you can show up and show like the mess and show the like truth of your reality like people are connecting to that they're not like connecting to this overarching idea of what like almost this caricature of what things should be like Mm -hmm. or what you how that doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense does it make any sense yes no it does so it's like don't try to like yeah oh, I think this is what people will connect with. Right. Right. Just be who you are. Find out what the issue is for you and then share that. Yeah. Not like assuming or guessing because it's Mm -hmm. like you already. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. I think the the idea of belonging to self. Yeah. Is my favorite. Oh, my goodness. So how do you do that? I think it's what you just said. Like, Mm -hmm. you know your story. You tell your story. You're not trying to tell someone what to do with their story. You're not trying to give advice. You're not trying to get someone to like you. I think it's like unapologetically standing in your truth. Yeah. That's what I think it is. Okay. That'd be amazing. amazing. I mean, I wish I could do that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is just who I am in the world. Yes. That's the goal. That's my goal. So, like, we had talked about in season one, like, standing with your feet as roots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not letting it sway you. You, yep. other people yeah no you think, i guess i trees bend that's right true. but they don't break that's true most often sometimes sometimes they do but sometimes but the mo- park is a mess with all the broken trees yeah right <laughs> but let's focus on the ones that don't okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. so so trees <laughs> trees yes. right? and yeah. they they sway yeah. and so they're affected i think we all know what it feels like though to when we leave ourselves mm-hmm. like when you are out oh, of alignment yes. and you're like oh that was it so feels icky. gross it does yes. or it's oh. that like nagging like something is not, not right, right. What is going on? Yes. And then that's the thing that oftentimes, so if we go back to addiction doesn't discriminate, then that's when we, people yeah. reach for whatever their yeah. their choice of number yeah. is and then use yeah. that to like get out of that feeling. Right. It's like, well, if more in your truth, then you can be more like fully vibrant in your life, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, if you live with that ick, mm-hmm. the longer you live with that ick, oh, boy. the more and more... I think that you start then swirling in your head oh, and yeah. or I'll use, you know, I statements here. But the more I live in that ick, then the more I start swirling in my in my own self-doubt questions like you ah, lose your center. You and you lose your lose center, your center yeah. entirely. Lose your ground. You and certainly you lose your center. I, I certainly do not belong to self. 
in that mm. in that right. space. Yes. Well, and it's like there's no way I can show up when I'm in that place as like my the best version of myself when I'm like going down yeah. that spiral. Yeah. Right. And so Brene Brown talks about so she talks about how you can't choose you need to choose courage over comfort, right? You can't. So yes. like, like, and stepping into your, not leaving yourself sometimes is uncomfortable. Super. And so, Maybe but it's even more, more comfortable. Unco- more com- un- uncomfortable. More uncomfortable yeah. to, to like stand in your truth. And like then when you, it might be uncomfortable in the moment. And then when you are by yourself after that, then it's like, okay, it might feel like, holy, holy shit. Like, what did I do? Or what did I say? Or I can't believe I said that. And then you, <laughs> but you know, you haven't left yourself. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. And that I think that it just takes a couple times to do that, to know like how good it's scary, right? But how good it feels to stay in your own truth and to not leave yourself. Well, and to feel proud of yourself. Yes. yes. And boy, will you find out fast who your real friends and who your, mm-hmm. the real people are that love you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It is so powerful to be able to stand in your truth or Mm -hmm. to be able to belong to yourself. And then I think inevitably when someone really belongs to their self, they're going to say what they think or they're going to speak their mind or they are going to share their story or share their experience or whatever that is. So you retract or repel? Exactly. Attract or repel. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think that. And like retract and repel. That's definitely not it. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is also the like where the courage comes in. Mm -hmm. Because that's what for me, that's what is so, so sometimes almost unbearable is like knowing like, (gasps) you know. If I'm going to stand in my truth, if I'm going to belong to self, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to have the courage. Comfortable in the moment. Yes. That feels but feels good. But I will. There will be repels mm-hmm. for sure. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think if you have like a history of people pleasing, right? You know, like it's hard to get used to people not being happy with you. Yeah. Like I, at least that's been my experience. And I think like so to clarify, because I like to clarify, is that I don't think that. So when we're saying this, doesn't mean that it gives you a ticket to be a dick, right? We've talked about this right. in season one. It doesn't like being in your own truth doesn't mean it just means like standing in it, your yeah, own power. Yeah, you're not bulldozing. Yeah, you're not bulldozing. You're not being aggressive. Like that might be how you stand in your truth, but I would, it's probably a part of you, right? But then you're just like being authentically who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Not a dick, hopefully. Not a dick. Yeah. Not a dickhole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants a dickhole around. No. No. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. So, Anna, you want to talk about trolls? Did we want to? Yeah, we'll go back to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, just, so being authentically who you are, and so putting yourself out there, and so trolls came up in that in the interview with Tiffany, and so Anna has a big online following, and so I asked her if she has trolls. Yeah. So, so take it away, Anna. Thankfully, I don't have any persistent trolls. I've had like one-off situations where like it when I first started my blog and then we saved I would have different situations where you know different media outlets would pick up the story about how I got out of debt super fast or whatever and then it usually the comments would breed you know they don't know me they don't know my story and so they would then come to my site and leave nasty comments or just like hey you're not doing anything like original here and it's like I never said I was like yeah (laughs) you know it's like they would just say mean things and so like I have had some people say some mean stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like it really hard I remember like calling my good friend Shayla and just crying my eyes out like what the fuck am I doing like why am I why am I even doing this why am I putting myself out there just to like have people talk shit about me like Mm -hmm. I'm like at that time I was doing it for free I didn't even have a book out I didn't have like any courses or anything and it's like are you kidding me Mm -hmm. no what the fuck am I doing why am I putting myself in this situation so just like I mean I really think it's helped me actually develop a thicker skin which has been helpful like you know trying to see the positive or how I can use this for for good you know or coming up with your motto for your life Oh, not taking things personally. Personally, Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. But yeah, it's like it's literally, you know, I actually think about trolls as like they're for some reason in their life, they're feeling some sense of power or some sort of they're 
feeling self-righteous about being able to talk shit about me in this situation. Yeah, situation. And unfortunately, that's where they're at in their life. And it literally has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. and what I'm doing and the validity of what I'm putting out there. So ultimately, I have to be able to stand in the truth and the reality of, am I proud of the products and content, really, that I'm putting out in the world? Am I cool with it? Do I feel like it's the best thing that I can put out there? And if so, they can F off, you know, Mm -hmm. really like it doesn't really matter what they say at the end of the day. It does not mean that it hurts. And thankfully, I have to say I have been I have like some of the most wonderful followers and people in my community like I feel like I have a very low percentage of troll Mm -hmm. comments. And it's partly because of how I handle it, I think. I shut it down quick. And even in the spendingfastersgroup.com Facebook group that I host and, you know, run, like that's a community where I absolutely do not stand for bullying Mm -hmm. or talking shit. And I think that is communicated just with like how I operate and I don't stand for it. Mm -hmm. So like... And that's the same with our Less Alone Facebook group, too, right? Yeah, it's like we just don't stand for that kind of behavior. And so it's like, you know, when after I was on Good Morning America, it got that story got picked up. And I believe it was Yahoo ran a video or recap or or Mm. article about it or something. And oh, my word, I should not have looked at those comments. Yeah, because it's like they completely misunderstood me in the story and the situation. And I was really feeling bad about myself and like I was like why the hell did I look at that you know and it's so I think it's like not going there and not putting yourself at least for me it's not putting myself in a position of likely being hurt and also finding the value in do they have something some valuable feedback apart from me not liking how it's delivered is there any value to what they're saying is there any truth to it can i learn from anything they're saying like so i mean i think for me but is that valuable from a stranger sometimes you know it depends and i take everything kind of with like a grain of salt idea of like you know what there's really they're they're totally off base with this or whatever so I mean, I guess regarding trolls, I don't put myself in the position of, I try not to. Sometimes curiosity gets to me. But it's like of not reading comments. I have some a helper, you know, with my blog and they filter it. I have a helper with my groups and they really help me with filtering it out so I don't end up seeing it a lot. Mm-hmm. And just keeping that negativity kind of away and also knowing there might be a grain of truth to what they're saying. But you're standing in your truth. Yeah, and it's like, at the end of the day, I'm happy with what I'm putting out there. And, you know, and I really appreciate what Tiffany said about, like, she just isn't putting herself in those situations. And in a lot of ways, it parallels to, like, the toxic relationships. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not showing up for that situation anymore. I'm pulling myself out of that Mm -hmm. cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, and it's interesting with with the podcast. Like, it's definitely... It is like a fear of mine, I think, a little bit of like negative comments or, you know, here we are It'll like at some point spilling the beans on every or, you know, like not well, spilling the beans. But yeah, I mean, we're like, not going to be like everybody's cup of tea. And that's no, yeah. exactly. But that's that's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're saying, we're, right. we're having these conversations. We're we're being real. And if people have shit to say, fine. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I actually think from like a branding and marketing perspective, it's like we should be repelling or attracting. It's like we want the people who love us and like the podcast and like what we're doing to like really love it. And if they don't, that's fine. Right. Right. Find another one. There's like a zillion other podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Retract and repel. The duality leads us into You were so excited to say that. I was, right? So the duality Uh, and the and. We have a new Captain Sigway. Seriously. Way to go. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. So there was a great article that I found on the duality and the and. Mm -hmm. And so the power of and versus the tyranny of or that every leader faces by David Howitt. So this article was super, super, super good. And so he just talks about that the and leaves things more open. Like Mm -hmm. we can be brains and brawn. We can be 
like an artist and a business person. We can be whatever the ands are for us. We mm-hmm. can do all of it. And that integration like then allows us to bring our entire selves into what we're doing. And so you can be an artist and also make money. You can be a business person and also lead with intuition and heart. Like it's those things are all possible and the world is a better place when we do that. And so Good some of the, summary. Yeah. That wow. was yeah, really okay. good. All right. Uh-huh. Damn. Oh, on point. Yes. Damn pro. Yeah. Yes. Right? Damn. Okay. And so, Amy. Uh-huh. The questions. Okay. So in the article, the author goes on to say, like, well, what if more leaders embraced this idea, basically? So I'm just going to read one paragraph here. Yep. It says, what could it mean for us if more leaders embraced and... We don't have to give up one part of ourselves for the other. We need to ask ourselves these questions. Do we have good relationships with our staff and provide value to our consumers? Is our work serving humanity and feeding our passion? Are we connecting with our consumers in an authentic and meaningful way? Are we delivering value and goods, purpose, and products? So I think that those so questions kind of sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. And how so that val- seems like it's coming from like the perspective of like a business owner. But yeah, well, the perspective. Yeah, because it talked about leadership stuff. But I think that if we pull that back into daily life, I think like we can do all these things because I think that there's so much in the world like you have to do this or that or whatever. And I think that that's well, super the, limiting is what he talks it about. Is. And yes. the brainwashing. I mean, he, yes. there is a point here where it says, we are brainwashed to believe that in order to enjoy financial abundance, we must work faster, harder, be more analytical, and have more education than the next guy. Unfortunately, we subconsciously carry this mindset with us into our adulthood. We believe that if we are a musician, artist, teacher, poet, or any other professional, that that leverages more right brain qualities, that our lives will be rich with empathy, purpose, culture, love, meaningful relationships, and good health. But we will likely end up flat broke. Then it says, you know, then it it goes on to say like... Those other points. But I think that it's interesting to think about the and. And Anna, you really love the and. I sure do. What is it that you love about the end? So this has been my theme of the year. Like, literally, I keep finding myself saying like, oh, my gosh, there's that and again in situation over situation. And I think it's been so mind blowing to me because it just opens up such a world where two things that seemingly couldn't coexist before can now coexist. It's like it's just opened up such a world and i feel like it's like oh there's that it's like not limiting it's not limiting at all so it keeps coming up i've been super grateful for when you brought it up because i've learned a lot from you pointing it out a Mm. lot and (laughs) there's that and again it's so true and i think really it's it is easy for me to go to like black and white you know like uh, it's either this or that like the or Mm -hmm. and it's been really powerful for me to like to see you point it out and then oh my gosh you know try to find it in my own life because Mm -hmm. i think you're right that it doesn't have to be this or that and it Mm -hmm. can be so much more open and Mm -hmm. saying an and you know i always had heard the thing of like replace and no replace but with and so this is a really great show but yeah you know like that whole idea like whatever because it negates everything before the yes and so but to think about replace or Mm -hmm. with and Mm -hmm. it both are Mm -hmm. very powerful yeah Well, and like this whole idea of growing up or or thinking about certain people or certain types of people as you can be really great at one thing and really terrible at another. Or you could be like or or like a great personality in regard to certain aspects of your life. Yeah. And then they're a total D-bag in relation to another area of their life. And it's like, how can these two things coexist mm-hmm. and right. it's like they can coexist because we're fucking motherfucking complicated people yes yeah yep and so it's like fucking motherfucking right there, there that's where the show that's a we're, ding, gonna, ding, we're ding. gonna land the plane yeah that was good yep there it is complicated people. complicated people we, we are can't deduce to it's the or true. yeah it's true yeah. yep 
Yeah, and we are learning as we go. We are people. Yeah, and I really think if we're true, you know, coming back to like the authentic piece of this and like if we're owning the reality of who we are inside and like being willing to face that, Mm -hmm. the reality is, is we are coexisting with these ands all the time. And it's like if we're limiting ourselves or telling ourselves, well, I can't be a great business person and a loving, wonderful, caring present mother Mm -hmm. then then what the fuck that's like you can do both completely fucked up Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the reality is is you can and like and you can how that ever works for yeah and so it's like tuning into it and saying like i'm gonna own both of these parts and i'm gonna or all five million parts of this and let it Mm -hmm. all coexist and not make sense or not look how it quote unquote Mm -hmm. should so here's the nugget for y'all. Mm-hmm. Find the ands in your life. Or find out where your ors find, are. Yeah. Yeah. Replace your ors with and. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Coming in to the Woo! landing pad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Learning along you. with Hey-o. us. <laughs> Thanks Bye. for listening. We have a great new way for you to support the show. If you love what we're doing, go hit up the Less Alone podcast swag shop. We got so much awesome stuff. All the proceeds go to supporting the show so we can create more awesome content for you. So what stuff did you guys get? I got the black sweatshirt and the green trucker hat. I got a white hoodie and a coffee cup. Oh, yeah. I got the hat and a shirt. It's so cute. So go there, lessalonepodcast.com, hit swag shop and get yourself hooked up. Take a picture and tag us on Instagram or any other social media and we'll... uh, We'll repost it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.